0: back to episode 40 of the Ricky Henderson Podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, GOAP. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. We made it to 40, 40, 40-40 like Jose, baby. And this one, we are switching it up a bit because last week uh, I was on vacation. I made a quick uh, vacation to go see the A's down at Petco Park. They played a quick two-game set. I went, um, well, who knows? Maybe it'll go better than this, this one they're going to now. The A's just got... Wiped by the Padres 8-1 to one, and left a million runners on base. Went 0 for 13 runners in scoring position. And, yeah, not looking good uh, <laughs> in that department again. But anyways, uh, so last week I went down to San Diego with my friend Brian. And we caught up a couple of games. And while we were there, I busted out my iPhone and started interviewing people just about the Gaslamp District and how it's changed and how Peco Park has changed the surrounding area since uh, 2004. Just, I, I feel like it, there's some similarities there with Howard Terminal and how close it is to downtown and uh, the potential to revitalize that area. So I also gotta say that I may have had a ski or two-ski when I did some of these interviews. There's a couple, I start off right away with a couple of factual errors. Uh, I say the bar is a couple blocks away from Petco, it's actually about 9 or 10, and I say it was a Thursday night, but it was actually a Monday night. I just kept thinking I was there for a weekend for some reason, so. Off to a great start on this interview, but hope you guys enjoy it.
1: <laughs> Alright, it is it is Thursday
0: night, I'm in San Diego at a bar called Star Bar right now, uh, a couple blocks away from Petco Park. Uh, me and my boy Brian are here, and another g- another local dude. Uh, Just came by, started talking baseball, and we're about to do an interview. Yo, what's your name, man? Alan Rodriguez. All right, man. So, uh, I'm curious, how did this neighborhood change since the ballpark's been
2: here? Oh, well, it changed big time. Before, in in, uh, 2003, this place right here was full of bums. Uh, No restaurants wanted to invest in anything around downtown in the gas lamp lamp area at all and then once they knew that pickle park was coming into town everybody wanted to like get a restaurant out here now everybody wants to get a sky rise and it's prime time real estate it it did revitalize this area right like it worked right uh, right? And, and 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 it's a mutual understanding it's a it's a it's a business agreement between both parties I I bring the team, I bring the stadium. Now you build around. Now yes, but at the end of the day, why does the city have to pay for the stadium?
0: So one big difference between Petco Park and the possible Howard Terminal project with the A's here in Oakland is that Petco Park the Padres forked over about 150 million, so about 33% of the total 450 million or maybe $470 million price tag that it costs Petco Park, whereas the A's are proposing to fork over the entire $1 billion for the ballpark while asking for some city and county help for the off-site infrastructure. So I guess there's
2: one key difference there.
0: Yeah, that, that's the big sticking point right now is they're trying to figure out the infrastructure. All, and all, all
2: that. the billions that the owner makes, all the billions of, of dollars that it's, it's going to make, it should be a mutual understanding. It should be... Uh, Let's work together. I scratch your back, I scratch your back. Now, why does it have to be it was like, no, it's my way or the highway, and that's MLB. It's either you listen to my standards or we're gone. Because there's that, there's that model that's worked for other stadiums. Look at, the, look at the Chargers, look at the Raiders, look at the Rams. You don't want to build my stadium, I'm gone. I used to work at the Rams stadium in St. Louis. It was a classic fucking dome. It was a classic dome, and because they didn't want to build a new stadium, what did they do? Let's go to Hollywood.
0: Why? I mean, you said you used to live at 73rd and East 14th in East Oakland. You used to work at the Coliseum. What's the difference between the Coliseum and Peco Park?
2: <laughs> How would you well, describe that as a, as a fan from the fan well, experience? Because after because I go it's see, so dated, it's like 40 years apart. After I go see the game at the at Peco Park, I go out and I go out. To the clubs I go out to the restaurants I go dressed up to the stadium to go out to the club to go out to eat afterwards the stadium is just a pit stop before I have fun later on at night and that's why the city of San Diego has grown and that's why you see these high risers and they're selling these places for thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars especially if you have prime time view like have you ever seen There's apartments that have, have a view seen, of the
0: ballpark right
2: have, have, have yes have you ever been to these uh, views before it's amazing you have to go to this uh, uh, you you can go to the gas lamp marriott uh, bar it's a high rise it's called the uh, bellevue or something and you can see what it feels like to live in a in a quarter in downtown with the with the balcony looking at the stadium. That's And like that's what you need. You need the A Stadium to be somewhere where there's gonna be housing, there's gonna be places you can go to the bars afterwards. You don't want it like the Niner Stadium in Santa Clara where you leave and like you gotta find like a taxi to go to the bar half a mile like half an hour away. You need to go out of the stadium to have fun. Walk,
0: just walk like walk in the so yeah. So yeah, like I, I know you had not heard about it, but what, what would you think about a stadium kind of near Jack London Square in Oakland? Do you feel like that would help, or what? Do you feel like that
2: would be good? As long as it's closer to the people, that's what we need. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to be down by where, the, where like Mountain View is, where all the tech money is, and they're going to show up once in a while. What do you do after you see the Niner game? You try to find a ride back home. <laughs> you don't go out or have fun afterwards. You try to find a right home. You're trying to find a right home before you even go to the game. Hey,
0: what's your what's your prediction for this I know it's only two games. What's your prediction for these two games right here, dude? I'm gonna get hella predictions before tomorrow night. So don't feel on the spot. You're gonna be one of like
2: a million people, dude. Well, it's hard it's hard to sweep a two-game series, but at the end of the day, you know, Tatis and Machado are just going to break it down, dude. You guys have no chance against the Padres. So
0: how many games did the Padres win and how many did the
2: A's win?
0: Can you repeat the question? <laughs> how many of the Padres win and how many? Is it 2 nothing? Padres? Is it split or what are you thinking,
2: man? Um, the overall score is going to be 13-3 to in both games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you heard it right here, dude. You heard it. Hey, thanks a lot, man.
0: Hey, thanks, bro. All right, well, let the record show that the A's actually outscored the Padres 14-11 to in that series last week in San Diego. Uh, the Padres won four to seven on Tuesday, but then the A's won ten to four on Wednesday. So, but uh, so it's Wednesday again. Uh, but the, the teams are back in Oakland. And if the Padres win five to two on Wednesday, then it'll be thirteen to three over the series, and my man will be right, Allen. He'll be right, but he'll just be a week early. So check that out. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the next morning, uh, Brian and I went out to a breakfast at a place called the Broken Yolk. It was uh, one of maybe three or four packed breakfast spots within a couple uh, couple blocks of the stadium. And while we were there, we saw Jake Diekman and uh, Mitch Moreland eating. or They were eating, and Moreland was eating and Diekman was leaving, and they were outside at a table. And I just gave him a, go get them, boys, <laughs> with like a a little like a little uh fist pump you know <laughs> and uh they both kind of they didn't roll their eyes but their whole body language was kind of like a big roll of the eyes they were like all right dude let us enjoy our ex benedicts and our families leave us alone please <laughs> and uh anyways so yeah after that being and brian just kind of walked down to the stadium nearby and we bought some third deck tickets for the tuesday night game it was about 25 dollars and then we got some 100 level outfield tickets in right field for about 35 dollars and we made a day trip to ocean beach got some tacos and came back to pregame at a place called bubbs this massive open air It was kind of those indoor outdoor places where like two of the walls are are gone so uh, it was like a, a indoor outdoor bar with maybe two three four hundred people something like that and um you know, bartenders running around like crazy. We had a fun time there and then getting in the stadium was pretty, uh, it was pretty easy. Maybe, you know, five minutes. Um, actually, I, I, I didn't realize I, the backpack that I usually bring into the Coliseum, they didn't permit there. So I had to run back to the stadium or I had to run back to the hotel and scoot back, uh, <laughs> to get back in time. That was a little adventure, but Hey, it's scooters all over the place in downtown San Diego. Um, and then once we got in, yeah, we had third deck, third deck tickets, but we were trying to sneak down. So we, we got some food on the concourse and we're kind of scouting out the, the soft spots in the sections. You know how it is. And while we were doing that, we ran into some A's fan couple who was checking out the game from the same room only section uh, behind home plate on the third base side, maybe equivalent to section 120 at the Coliseum. And we ran into a guy named Eduardo Silva, a.k.a. Everyday Eddie. Sometimes he calls into 95-7 the games. Uh, So we're watching right now. It's like in the fifth inning of the A's and Padres. Oh, let's see. Chapman made a play. He's safe. He's safe. I don't know who just made it on base. But how sick is this new stadium? Um, And what does it make you think about the Coliseum and the future of... Perhaps the new stadium at Howard Terminal. You know what, bro? I'm very interested in Howard Terminal's new stadium, you know. You know what bro? It, it makes it makes a smart man think
3: that unless the the management, the management and the ownership of the A's and the in the, the city of Oakland can can come to terms. The city council? Yeah, yeah the city, city council. Yeah, yeah. You you tend to think what what are they thinking and what have they been thinking for the last three the last three, four or five decades? We are in the year 2021 and our team still
0: has a 10th-rate stadium. Yeah.
3: My high school has a
0: better field. <laughs> my well, high school. Well, this is my first game here. I don't know about you. Is this your first game here as this well? This is my first game at San Diego. This, what's your initial impression being at Paco it's Park? It's easy. It's easy. A, a major league team. In the surrounding area, too. I'm, I'm also interested because for me, it's super fun, like the, all the bars around here. What was your experience before the game? Uh, what are you going to do after the game? I'm going to go. Because Jack I, I, on the square is gonna, probably going to pop up. Right. So, I
3: started at a, at a few bars I, st- and I I came to the game knowing what I expect at San yeah. Diego Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal stuff. Beautiful stadium. Baseball only, quote unquote, baseball only stadium. Yeah, yeah. And it's everything I thought it'd be. Yeah. Everything I thought it'd be. If... Double play. If uh. the A's want ever, ever respect and to be competitive, They're going to need a new stadium. For payroll and stuff like
0: that? They have to understand.
3: They have to understand that a team could be lousy, lousy down to the bottom of the barrel. But if they have a beautiful stadium where the families can come to see baseball, they will be successful because people will come to see them play regardless. Yes,
0: regardless. But but don't you also think, I I met some other uh, mother tonight. Who's like? We live in LA. We just want to check out the ballpark, so we came tonight. Good for do, them. Do you feel like the new ballpark Good would also them. just attract casual fans? Who don't you know really what? Care? This might even be,
3: be yeah. up there at the level of a Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Dodger Stadium, who has history oh, versus oh. new 2021 stadium technology. It's beautiful here. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. I am standing. Behind home plate, standing there only, and I am having a great time. Yeah, yeah. I am not once sure. gone to my seat. Why? Because this stadium has every single seat has a great view. Yeah. Every seat has a great view. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Unlike the Coliseum, where the ushers usher you out if you're in the wrong seat, or <laughs> yeah. you know, if if you're at the wrong place at the wrong time, type of thing. Yeah, We're yeah. caught between the money and the people.
0: Yeah. You know. We finally need a decision. What, what, what do you think about the downtown aspect of this ballpark and the fact that it's so close to bars and restaurants? The stadium right here? Yeah, in Petco. Like how much does that help? Because before Qualcomm was out in the middle of nowhere, I kind of like the Coliseum. Or not in the middle of nowhere, but you know what I mean. Um, like, it, it, and Now it's downtown, and it kind of changed everything.
3: You know? I once thought the AT&T park was the, the uh, heaven, baseball heaven. This... It's even more phenomenal. Because I can walk here, and everybody teaches you well. Nobody cares if you're an A's fan. The ushers, the ushers did not teach you bad here. I've gone to a Giants game where the ushers say, excuse me, sir, back up. You're not part of our plan. Right? And here they teach you well. They even, may have, I might even say to you better here than at the Coliseum. Yeah. At the Coliseum, no one shows up but they're still checking and balancing who sits where.
0: Who sits where, and where are you sitting? It's like, come on What the hell's going on? Make it look better for TV, make it look better. What do you think about the way that Padres are able to spend and trade and make all this, like, it, it seems like, you know, since they got this ballpark, they can spend a lot of money now. It's inevitable.
3: It's inevitable to where an organization who's up and coming and growing finally meets Young up-and-coming meets new stadium. Let's, let's, let's talk it that way. If you put it on the graph...
0: Like also the Chapman Yeah, yeah, like.
3: yeah. If you put it on the graph, young up-and-coming crosses over new stadium, that equals mega success. Mega success. Where the A's should have had it a long time, generations ago. Gen- I'll say not just a long time ago, but generations ago. And I, I think that the Oakland management has got it wrong a lot. Many times over, they're blowing it. They're they are they are blowing it for the for the fans.
0: How so? How do you think they're uh, how do you think they're going wrong, or is it with the new stadium search, or how do you think that they're, or just the fact they're not investing in the team? What do, how would you say the ownership is failing the fans? It, it could be where
3: ownership and manage oh, and city management doesn't come together enough, where the fan the fans are bigger than that. the fans are bigger than the politics but yet the politics is holding them back
0: yeah that's the bottom line yeah the bottom line yeah awesome man thank you so much man another person i ran into at the top of the first concourse was actually doug Caprillian. and that night james got his first hit he was so stoked i shook his head i was like oh hey dude uh you know, congrats on all your su- your son's success, whatever, whatever. He's like, did you see that hit? Like, dude, he was so <laughs> fired up. He really was loving it. So that was a fun little moment, too. If I was smart, I should have interviewed him uh, on the spot. But I was just kind of, you know, in, just in fan mode, whatever, having a good time. Um, but anyways, after the game, our, our hotel was maybe about 12 blocks away. And on the way back, we found this place uh, that had a free comedy night. Uh, so <laughs> we stopped in... Uh, Watch some comedy. It was pretty hit or miss, but it was cool. You know, it was a fun time. Uh, God bless all those comedians who bomb. Uh, <laughs> got to be rough up there. Uh, but that was a fun time. And then the next morning, I maybe started a little too early. Had a couple of claws by the bo- uh, by the pool to start, and then we went to Bubs again. I got started. Had some chicken wings for breakfast, which is always which was always great. Um, and then we went to a place called half door brewing, which is, uh, I highly recommended. They have some really cool beers there, uh, within a few blocks of the stadium. Again, everything's within a few blocks of the stadium. And, um, yeah, it was recommended to my friend, uh, by my friend. And then, uh, an old friend from college came to meet us too. Her name is Marky. Uh, so we had a couple of rounds there. People bought us around. So feeling a little saucy. And then once we actually got into the stadium for the day game, um, I, uh, you know, I made a little detour. There's like a little grass area behind center field with a tree, like a nice public park during the day that people bring their dogs to and stuff. And I, I thought it'd be a nice place to t- take a little nap, uh, <laughs> just a little napski, ski. Um, so when uh, Marky says it was six innings, I don't think it was a six-inning nap. I think it was like a couple, but who knows? I think she's exaggerating. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, but Marky also provided some great insight into how Petco Park has changed uh, downtown San Diego over the past uh, 20 years because for some reason I thought the stadium was way newer than 2004. Hello, I just woke up and the Padres game in center field. There's like a grassy knoll. Thank God to my friend Marky over here. Marky, how are you doing? Welcome to my podcast.
1: You know, thanks for having me. I haven't seen you in twelve years, and I know, you disappeared. Long time, long time. You disappeared for the first six innings, but I'm glad we found you. I am. You.
0: I'm I'm back in the sixth inning. You know, seventh inning stretch. You know, that's for me. You know, I'm curious. Like, how much were you coming to this area before the stadium was here?
1: Well, I was born exactly. and raised, but when I graduated from college, Alex and I went to ASU together. Let's go
0: Devils. Let's go Devils. <laughs>
1: Um, I moved back down here because it was a bustling metropolis. The so stadium was on. here. It's yeah, it's been going, on. I've been down here for eight years now. But and, before um, the
0: stadium, though, before the stadium, well, I had family
1: you? business down here, so I spent a lot of time down here. But I would not have wanted to live here probably 20 years ago. Yeah. But now that when the stadium moved in here in 2004, it like it, it, it enhanced the city. The did energy is everything? great. Yeah. It did.
0: Um, how has it changed the city? You know, like how has it changed this neighborhood? Like where, what what was it like twenty years ago before the stadium was here? It's just
1: become a positive environment and as a local business owner having the stadium here is just energized the community.
0: Yeah. Like... Twenty years
1: ago I wouldn't have wanna been here. But and now it's it's amazing. You wanna you wanna be in downtown San Diego.
0: And now, like, uh, even if you're not going to the game, would you go meet up with your friends and maybe have a beer or whatever? Oh, absolutely.
1: Like, Like, I love walking out on a Wednesday afternoon, even if I'm not going to the day game, and seeing any fans that are in town and seeing the... So the abundance benefited. of Padre fans. So oh. Gaslamp
0: has benefited like crazy, right? Like, oh,
1: well, 100%. It's helped the tourism. It's helped the restaurants. It's helped the hospitality industry. Like There is not a negative about having the Padres in downtown San
0: Diego. And do you feel like there's uh, a lot of momentum right now behind Padres fans? It seems like, like you guys sold out 41,000 people last night. And I know they're trading for all these people. Do you feel like there's momentum right now behind the organization? And how much has, does that have to do with the new ballpark?
1: Well, I don't think we're a new ballpark anymore. I mean, well, I we've been here for almost 20 years. I think 17 years. Um, I think it helps that our team, we're a small city, and people are behind the Padres. They love Tatis, they love Machado, yeah. they, they love Snell, they love Cronenworth. Like, when things are going, we're third in the NL West, but it doesn't matter. Like, they we have a positive team, and the fans are behind them.
0: And you own a parking lot out here, is that right?
1: I do. I own a parking
0: garage
1: in downtown garage. Oakland, right?
0: Not in Oakland, in downtown Forest. San Diego. <laughs> in downtown San Diego, yeah, San Diego. How much has your business picked up since the Padres moved in, or on game days in particular? You know, like, game days are 80, always there's great. There's 80 days a year, right? Like we're not. Yeah, no, demand, it's always right? been
1: great. I think post COVID, people every people are happy to celebrate life. Yeah. And so business has picked up immensely, and just all of downtown. Every day is New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Like, people are happy to be out. People are happy to be celebrating. Whether we win or lose, like, we're here celebrating life.
0: It's a fun time, huh? It's a great time. Well, thank you so much, Marky. I appreciate it. Well, at this rate, folks, I won't see Marky again for 12 more years. But, hey, in 2033, you'll find me at the Ace Padres game, uh, taking in the game in center field underneath the tree. Uh, (laughs) um, But, yeah, thanks again to Marky for her insight as a business owner and also... Uh, native San Diegan there and I, I wish I did more interviews while I had boots on the ground, but you already saw the The state of interviewer I was <laughs> in these first three But once I got back, I interviewed a couple of A's fans who also made the trip uh, Including will McNeil aka RF will 149 he sits out in the one, uh, section 149 at the Coliseum, but he's always uh, making a few road trips a year um, and this time he was there for a couple of games. He was also in Anaheim, uh, where they, the A's went afterwards. So he had a, a week off and what did he do go travel to Southern California to watch the A's obviously, but yeah, I wanted to get Will's perspective on the Petco park as well. And just what he thinks, if there's any parallels between that and Howard terminal, uh, how you doing oh. man, you good?
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, Hey, anyway, anytime away from work is a good time. So I'm very thankful for the break right now. Um, yeah, enjoying myself down here in Anaheim. I'm going to hit up some breweries here in a little bit. Everybody else is at Disneyland right now, but I'm, I'm a, I am am i guess I like my beer a little too much.
0: <laughs> beer over Disneyland, love it. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm curious. Uh, I was just down at Petco Park and I interviewed a few people down there, a couple of A's fans down there and some local San Diegans. Uh, just how Peco Park has changed downtown San Diego. Uh, and I'm curious, where does Peco Park rank for you, like among MLB parks? Is it up kind of toward, uh, for, for visiting parks? How, is it up near the top or where is it at?
4: Oh, Petco Park is upper echelon in all of major league baseball. I mean, I, I view it behind Pittsburgh is probably the best park in baseball really it's yeah. Yeah. the the ballpark the sight lines there are awesome the vibe at that ballpark is great i mean it helps now too that place is selling out more with tatish jr and everybody. So i mean it's helped that out tremendously but i mean also you it's revitalized that downtown area yeah. you have so many great restaurants bars i mean it's just a lot to do it's, it's something where you could actually have do something the entire day and you're great it's not like uh mm-hmm. i mean hey bashing on the coliseum a little bit but in oakland you were you go to Jack London, but you got to go a long way to get there and then go back to the Coliseum. So it's kind of tough. Yeah. 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 I
0: mean, it it was a Monday, Tuesday series, but how much fun was uh, the gas lamp and just that surrounding area? Like there was a night game and then there was a day game. Um, you know, just what do you what do you like about that area? Just the whole pregame postgame vibes that it, it offers,
4: you know? Oh, my, I'll just put it this way right now. My liver hates me right now. <laughs> it was that much fun being out with everybody there. I mean, it, we rolled deep to San Diego. So, I mean, it was a great time of 20 yeah. of your friends just on the gas lamp area, just living life, having fun. It, it's a great area. I'm hoping we get down in Oakland. I mean, if we get that there, it's going to be a first destination. You're going to have more people wanting to come to Oakland, putting their, ta- putting their money into Oakland. It's going to help out in so many ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you feel like a, a new stadium in Howard Terminal could do the same thing uh, down in Jack London Square? Um, just in, in that whole surrounding area, perhaps West Oakland and everything too?
4: It would do a lot of great things. I mean, a good example of this, I mean, I hate talking about the team across the bay, but look at that area in San Francisco. Yeah. That was a terrible area no one wanted to go in that area you basically put your life in your hands going to that area now you have great bars there i mean you have great restaurants it's just revitalized that area so downtown ballparks do exactly what you need and i think it would do a wonders for oakland west oakland everywhere i mean it would do great things for alameda county as a whole so i mean it'd be it'd be great to have it
0: Ian, yeah, how often do you go to jacklin and square now uh that area to hang out and how often do you think you would go if there was a stadium <laughs> you know
4: I mean, I go there a decent amount of times and I hang out with George and Anson and all those guys when they do their stuff. But I mean, not, I mean, if we had the stadium there, oh gosh, I'd be there putting my money into it like a hundred times a year, probably. It'd be great. I'd be happy to do it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I was down there uh, in San Diego with my friend and uh, we ended up going to the beach one day and doing some other stuff. It would have been fun to meet up with you guys, but uh but, no, yeah, I absolutely just love that that stadium there and everything. Um, but, but yeah, I'm just curious to get your take on that and if you feel like there's any parallels. And if that – you know, when you see 41,000 people there, you ever think, like, oh, man, this would be really cool if this was at a Howard Terminal.
4: Oh, it would be awesome to have that. It would be – the the game day vibes would just be off out of, the, out of this world, especially if you're playing, like, one of the rival teams, like a big rivalry. Mm-hmm. Man, it would be a good time seeing other – I mean – There had to be at least five to ten thousand A's fans, I think, in San Diego. Mm -hmm, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't like to be visiting fans all the time they came to Oakland, but (laughs) it'd be awesome to have have those interactions and things like that with them, learning why they're a fan of their team, et cetera, et cetera. Again, it's money from out of state. That'd be awesome to have that for our local economy and everything else. It'd be great to have it, just be an awesome atmosphere, awesome vibe. And yeah, 40,000 fans rocking a new stadium, man, be a good time. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Will. Well, thank you so much for your time, dude. Hope you enjoyed the breweries today. Yeah. Forget Disneyland, dude.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds terrible to say, but man, I'm looking forward to go check out some beer. Oh yeah.
0: Can't wait. <laughs> Gotta love Will. Hilarious. Uh, if you want to know more about his backstory, check out episode two of the greatest of all podcasts from last season. And then also on episode 25, we chatted uh, earlier this year when the A's were about seven games deep. And then for the last interview in this series, uh, for this story, I interviewed Gabriel Hernandez, aka Gamer Athletics, the A's fan YouTuber extraordinaire. He um, he made like a nice twelve-minute video about his day trip. So uh, one of, some of his friends, he saw his friends on TV and stuff like that. Uh, Tuesday night's game, he, he woke uh, he decided he's gonna go to Wednesday's day game. Um, so he. He checked it out. He made a nice little 12-minute video on YouTube. You should check it out. You should also check out his interview with us on the GOAP, on episode 30, and um, yeah, Gabe had some uh, some stuff to say about his experience down there as well.
5: It's a it's a pretty nice ballpark. Um, I haven't been to all the California teams. It's uh, I'm missing Dodger Stadium, but. Um, out of all the California teams aside from of course the Coliseum that's probably like <laughs> my favorite that's probably like, my favorite ballpark like no. just like the whole vibe there is so cool I, it feels like a baseball town or what the definition of a baseball town would be like mm-hmm. it's just like you have you have like uh, bars uh, things around the area it's like it's in the middle of downtown it's it's just so cool and um, when you first walk in there's like at least from the gate that I walked in, there's a little Hall of Fame stuff like that um, of, like, the history of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they have the ballpark where you can, or, like, the little backyard area that they have over there. That's pretty cool with the statues. Yeah, and that just, tree.
0: Yeah, that tree and Oh, yeah.
5: yeah. Everything out there is just so cool. And the fact that you can, it's, like, there's like a little mini uh, entertainment center on the outside of it, too. So, like, it's, it's just, like, to me, it has everything for everyone. Like, there's something for everybody to be, like, in every way, like no matter what type of fan you are, there's something for everybody to chill out there and do.
0: But, you know, San Diego, it's right downtown. Um, and do you, do you feel like uh, if Howard Terminal went through the same thing could happen to Jack London Square? Like it would just turn into a you know totally different place. I,
5: I, believe, that in, I, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that if you turn
1: mm-hmm.
5: like basically what Peco Park has done into what Howard Terminal can be, I feel like it can. I honestly feel like it can. I can see that. Like, mm-hmm. just from, I can just picture everything from every aspect of how it goes down there. Like, I've seen people walk in and out, uh, just, like, walking around and chilling. And I feel like if the A's were to build a ballpark like that in Jacqueline and Square, or, like, you know, Jacqueline Square, Howard Terminal, they can honestly do the same thing. I can see people walking around. I already see people doing that at, like, at t Park, like, just mm-hmm. walkable distances-wise. It just, like, I could see that happening on the A side as well.
0: Yeah, and, and do you feel like there was a lot of uh, fun momentum too, you know? I mean, A.J. Preller just made some trades for the Padres. You know, they had 41,000 people there Tuesday night. Uh, do you feel like, you know, once the team shows that they're willing to invest in their in their players and everything, that the fans actually show up? That's kind of the vibe that I got when I was down there. There's just, like, a lot of energy around that team right now, you know?
5: Yeah, and it's a, that's something I agree with because I've uh, every, uh, there's a lot of people who always say the reason why um, they should move is because you know the lack of fans being in the stadium, but everyone always is always quick to forget. It's not that people don't want to go because you know of I don't know like just for say because the Giants are better or whatever the case may be. It's the fact that the team just doesn't invest money into the team and they don't invest in basically they don't invest it into themselves and if they were to do that into the team mm-hmm. into the stadium into everything else I guarantee you that there would be way more A's fans than there would be Giants fans and I know that sounds biased because that's I'm an A's <laughs> fan but I'm, I just to me it's the honest truth because like I see I, there's A's fans everywhere everywhere you go it's not just obviously not just in Oakland, but but When you're – and I walk around in Oakland, I see all these ace fans. I see people wearing ace hats and wearing all the stuff. And it's, like, if they were to do that and, like, you know, have, like, Matt Chapman, Olsen, pictures of the players or having, like, you know, the commercials, like how they used to be air on actual local stations around here and just market themselves better, I guarantee you that they would have a lot more fans going to the games. And I mean, hell, the attendance was going up before um, Mm – was going up before the pandemic, obviously. And
0: I thought that was an interesting point that Gabe brought up. So I did a little bit of research and checked out the A's attendance. And he, yeah, he's totally right. Uh, back in 2017, the A's ranked 29th out of the uh, 30 teams in the league with about 1.48 million fans. The next year, they ranked 27th in the league with about 1.57 million. And then in 2019, they ranked 24th in the league with about 1.66 million, um, million fans, which came out to about 20,500 per game. And if you're wondering the last time they topped 2 million fans, that was back in 2014. So, um, but this season they're back to about 29th in the league in average attendance, if you're wondering. Averaging just under 7,000 per game, but obviously there's all the protocols and everything that, are still, that were happening at the beginning of the year. But anyways, back to Petco with Gabe. So, yeah, I, I guess just like big picture, do you, how, how much of a difference do you think uh, a downtown ballpark would make for the A's just, you know, given your experience at Petco and San Diego down there?
5: I think it makes a huge difference. I mean, like I said, I mean, most people, they say look across the Bay. You can like, I can see that. I can literally see that over here. I can see Petco Park. I can see, I see both images. I see Petco Park and Oracle combined together. And I see that in Howard Terminal. And that's mainly like, I guess, mostly the reason why I agree with it because mm-hmm. it's not obvious because as an a fan, I want to see a new ballpark uh, because that's part of the reason. But the main reason is just like I see all these other teams that can do it. And these are a historic franchise and they need to be uh, treated like one. And it's, you know, it's not like, you know, I would say, you know, I don't want to call out a team, but it's not like another team where they haven't won a world series or have any history like that. And, you know, they just got it. You're they talking about the Mariners? Know <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll go with the Mariners. <laughs> now. But it's like, the A's are a historic franchise. They have nine World Series rings, and everyone who always forgets, seems to forget that part and say that they're like one of the lowest, you know, like suckiest teams. But in reality, the A's are a historic franchise, and I believe they deserve to have one. And I think that having a historic franchise, not only in Oakland, but having a new ballpark mixed into it changes the whole landscape for Oakland. And, every, and by the way, everyone who's complaining about parking at, at Howard Terminal, I could be wrong on this. But I didn't I I didn't see a parking structure in anywhere around of Petco Park mm-hmm. and people seem to be fine with it as yeah. of walking. So yeah. like, and I don't understand what people don't understand about that part because I've seen people like in like for example, another example for Oracle, people walk and use other things to get there. In San Diego, they have the scooters
0: yeah you know I think the A's have, are counting on that too yeah some scooters and stuff. so
5: it's like yeah. and that's what I think the plan of the ballpark was supposed to be like you know they have parking in some locations but it's not nearby but you also have other places to use to get to that to the location mm-hmm. so I mean like I don't know I, I don't I honestly don't see the problem unless like you know um, you actually do need to be somewhat close to the stadium to like you know I, I don't I don't know what the term would be or like the type of person you would need to be as close to the stadium as possible but that's all other than that like that's the only reason I like I don't see um yeah I was worried about about. parking
0: too I was worried about parking too but it sounds like um you know comparatively to other other ballparks at the Howard Terminal uh in, in other ballparks in the Bay Area and stadiums at Howard Terminal's parking situation would be pretty similar so um yeah dude who knows Uh, (laughs) um but yeah dude thank you so much for your time man i really appreciate it uh it's just just a little quick one for today but dude thank you so much i really appreciate it gabe
5: yeah no problem
0: all right thanks again to gabe for his insights check him out on youtube at and twitter and instagram at gamer underscore athletics thanks again to gabe marky will eddie who else alan and yeah i think that's it yeah everybody who chipped in their time and their insights for this episode hope you guys enjoyed this one i'm your host alex espinoza stay tuned for the rest of the season only got a couple more months folks so should be fun